I want to just, I just want to dig in, if you'll allow me. I want to get to it. And I'm very clear on what I'm called to do and what I'm anointed to do. And I don't say that with any level of pride. I understand that I'm here to point you to the hope that we have in Christ. I understand that I am here to remind you of the promises of God. I understand that I am here to take us to a place where we look in the mirror, which is the word of God, and we see who we are, we see how we're designed, and we understand what we're called to. So I'm going to just ask you one more time. Are you ready for God's word today? Amen. Today we're going to begin a new series entitled Chasing Lions. Chasing Lions. It comes straight out of 2 Samuel chapter 23, which details many of the exploits of King David's mightiest men. Now David surrounded himself with 600 men. But of these 600, there were 300. And of those 300, there were 30. And of those 30, there were three. And of those three, there were one. Specifically from the 300 on down to the one. While all his men were important and all his men were children of God and anointed, these 300 men had something special about them. These men had uncharacteristic faith. They were brave beyond the average, and they were anointed by God to do mighty works of God. And they proved to be instrumental in helping King David to do the works that God had called him to do. They proved to be instrumental in helping Israel as a kingdom to be established. Now, unfortunately, there are too many believers today that disassociate themselves from the characters and the lives of people of faith that we see in the Bible. Why do I share that with you as we begin here today? Because this, what, this, this study that we're going to be doing isn't a study on these mighty men of God. This study is a study on the might that exists within you. Can somebody give God some praise for his strength and might? <clears throat> but unfortunately, as I was saying, there are too many, uh, there are some believers today that don't see themselves in this way. We see ourselves as cannots instead of people that can do what God says we are called to do. And the question is, why? Why is it that some of us see ourselves as small? Why is it that some of us believe we are insignificant? Why is it that some of us believe wholeheartedly that we are unqualified to do what God's word says we can do and we must do? Why do we stop short of doing great exploits that God's word promises we can do if we take steps of faith? The answers to these questions I submit to you are closely tied to how we respond to the challenges before us. And if we take steps of faith in agreement with God's word. I want us to look to the scriptures as an example of this today. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you would, to 2 Samuel chapter 23, starting at verse 20. It talks about one of David's mighty men. It says, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, a valiant fighter, 
from Kabziel performed great exploits. He struck down Moab's two mightiest warriors. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. And he struck down a huge Egyptian. Although the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Benaiah went against him with a club. And he snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Such were the exploits of Benaiah, son of Jehoiada. He too was as famous as the three mighty warriors. He was held in greater honor than any of the 30, but he was not included among the three. And David put him in charge of his bodyguard. Now, I just kind of want to address something that I know is prevailing in some, some of the hearts of God's people. And listen, if this is you, if you identify with this, don't condemn yourself and don't feel bad about this. Just understand that your answer is here. It's in God's word, and we're going to look at it. But the truth is that there are some of us that may not feel like we have the faith of Benaiah. But let me just speak directly to your heart. Let me stir you from deep within to realize this, that you do have that same faith. The question is, are you using it like Benaiah did? You have that faith. Say, I have the faith of God at work in me. Now you have to consider, will you choose from this moment forward to live your life according to faith as opposed to circumstances? Right? So what distinguished Benaiah was his spirit of faith, the same one that you have. What distinguished him was the character and the courage that gave him the ability to go after possibilities where there were obstacles. I want you to consider, in short, that this passage of scripture, what we see is that Benaiah was a man that was willing to face giant-sized obstacles. We see a man that was a man of purpose, a man of courage, and a man of commitment. But what we also see is a man that was not willing to back down from obstacles that stood in the way of what God called him to do and what God said he could do. Let me just speak directly to your heart, whether you're here or you're online. This is your story. This is the truth about you. I pray that you are hearing God's word and looking to it like a mirror and seeing what it is reflecting to you, the truth. You are not a cannot. You are a can. You are full of possibility. Can somebody give God some praise in this house today? See, Beniah was willing to chase lions into their territory. Benaiah was, really, was willing to run toward great obstacles instead of running from them. And as a result, it enabled him to tap into his God-given potential and to fulfill his destiny. I really sense from the Holy Spirit to say this. This isn't even part of my message. Rise up, mighty warrior. 
Rise up, man and woman of God. Rise up, mighty champion. Rise up and be courageous. Today, I want to encourage you to lean into God's word with me. I want to encourage you to open your heart and to open your eyes, your spiritual eyes, the eyes with which you see within, the eyes that point you to a story that might not be true. And I want you to allow God's word to speak there as we discuss the topic, the courage to face your obstacles. You know, one of the reasons why some of us stop short of going the distance in the face of obstacles is because we never venture to see past them in the first place. Let me ask you a question. When you're faced with trials and challenges, do you see obstacles or do you see something great? You know, Jehoiada, I mean, uh, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, Jehoiada, teaches us something that we would be wise to consider. And listen, if you got a pen, if you got your phone, if you're taking notes, you need to write this down. Obstacles can either become our excuses or the opportunities for greater exploits. I'm going to say that again. Obstacles can be either become our excuses or the opportunities for greater exploits in life. Who's ready for something greater in life? Who believes God has something more for them? Come on now, we can do better than that. God is worthy of our praise. What do you see when you see obstacles? Do you see a great opportunity? Do you see a great move of God? Or do you see defeat? You know, Benaiah teaches us that we all carry God-given potential. But the release of that potential rests in how we respond to the obstacles of life. And I want you to just take a moment to look into your heart, to examine your life, and be real with yourself. How have you, what's your track history with facing obstacles? How are you facing the obstacles that you might be in right now? How, are you, how will you choose to face obstacles? I'm going to tell you something and be completely transparent with you. I am literally walking through this message in my life right now. I am walking through this message. I'm living it. I'm fighting for it. And I'm thanking God for his might and strength. You should too. He's giving you strength and might. Listen, here's the reality that obstacles don't have to stop you and I. They don't. They really don't. See, obstacles can play a part in the process of forming us. Now, let me just be clear. I'm not saying go, go and start looking for some obstacles. It's not what I'm saying. 
I'm not saying go and create some. It's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that when obstacles, when trials come, something good can come out of it if you will adopt the right mindset, if you will take hold of God's word. And so I want to give you just some quick scriptures to encourage you. Ephesians 6.10 says this to us. Finally. Say that with me. Finally. Say, come on, we could do better than that. Say, finally. Finally. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And I want you to consider something from the scriptures. You should consider something. That if, and we're not going to read this, but you go study it on your own time. Check out Ephesians 6. This is an introduction and preparation for the verses that are to come right after it. If you look just to the next verses, you will see that the Holy Spirit introduces us to the reality that we face principalities and rulers in dark places, in the heavenly places. So this is preparation for battle. This is preparation for victory. And what it tells us is finally be strong. But it's not in our strength. It's in the Lord and in the strength of his might. See, you and I can face obstacles and we have the faith to overcome them because we are not people that are meant to operate in our strength and our might. You need to understand something, believer. Every day you have the ability and the opportunity because you are designed this way as a new creation in Christ to win in life, to overcome trials and circumstances. Why? Because you have the might and the ability of God resident within you. Now, here's the truth. When you're operating on your strength, obstacles will always appear insurmountable. Why? Because you're operating within your limited understanding. But I'm here to give you good news. Obstacles can turn into possibilities when you begin to operate with God's strength and might. And stop trying to do this thing called life on your own. I pray you are listening. Colossians 1.11 says, may you be strengthened with all power. This is how you've been designed. With power. It says, according to his glorious might. For all endurance and patience. That word endurance there means the ability to be steadfast, to stand strong. And that word patience there speaks of perseverance. But it's for the purpose of you living life with joy. See, God has designed us to press through obstacles with endurance and patience. You are fully equipped. You are battle ready. But here's the truth, believer. You and I must play our part by being strengthened with all of his power. We are not designed to operate with ours. You know why? 
Because our power is limited. God's power is limitless. 1 Corinthians 6.13 says this. And God has raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Go ahead and tell somebody, get back up. Tell somebody else, get back up. Come on, tell yourself, get back up. Listen, within us resides the ability to rise. Do you realize that? The scriptures declare that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead resides within you. The question is, when obstacles show up, do you show up? When trials show up, do you show up? See, if you can't believe this, can I tell you, frankly, this is a sobering thought. If you don't believe that you have the ability to get back up again and again, if you do not believe what the scripture says, that the righteous, oh yeah, that's you, are as bold as a lion. If you do not believe that the same miracle working power that raised Jesus from the dead is the one working in you, then guess what? If you can't believe that, if you struggle with that, no wonder you don't get back up. I'm telling you it's time to rise up. I'm telling you that it's time to stir up your faith and go deep within and pull from the very power that raised Jesus from the dead, that God has placed in you and do it. And so for the next couple of moments that I have here today, I want to give you some things to consider. I want you to lean in and consider the miracle working power within you and why you can win in life why you can be like Benaiah and chase a lion into its territory and win. The first thing I want to leave you with here today is this, that we don't grow when things are easy. We don't grow when things are easy. Ladies and gentlemen, we grow when we face challenges. I'm going to say that again. I want you to say this with me. We don't grow when things are easy. We grow when we face challenges. Listen, I know that it seems like a better option to run in the face of a trial in life. But I want you to consider this strictly from a scientific, proven fact about us as in our design, as in our bodies and our brains. Do you know that the way God designed us is this, that when we face danger, when we face trials, there are two options that rise up within us. One is called fight, and the other one is called flight. And here's the reality. Sometimes in the face of a challenge, a trial, a situation, it's wise to retract. There's nothing wrong with that. If it pushes you towards what God has for you. But, the, but here's what I want to talk about. 
for, for many of us, for some of us, when it comes to trials, what we do is we choose flight every time. And I have something to speak to you that I feel God wants to say to you and I directly. Flight may preserve you in the moment, but fight will take you toward your identity as more than a conqueror. I'm going to just tell you straight up, you have to fight for your right to live the life that God promises in, your, in his word. Any fighters in this house today? Any battle-ready people? Any champions in development? Whew. Listen to James chapter 1, starting at verse 2. It says, my brethren, somebody say, that's me. It says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work. Listen closely, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Let's dig into this. Notice that the scripture says, when you fall, into various trials. Can I say something about trials and obstacles in life? They don't happen. They're not happenstance. They don't just happen. According to the scriptures, when it says when you fall into various trials, here's what it's saying in the Greek. It's saying that trials encompass us. What do I mean, what, what do I mean by that? It's saying that trials are always there in life. As a matter of fact, Jesus confirmed that. Jesus said, in this, in this world, you will have tribulation. And so here's the reality that we need to realize. It's that trials are already around us. We just eventually get to the place where we become aware of them. They're there. They're there. So if obstacles are always present, the question is, do you show up and present yourself ready to, to face them? Do you dare to face them? I'm going to be very transparent because it's, it's the only way I know how to be. Many of you are praying. Many of you are aware because... We don't hide anything. That I recently went through a life-defining moment in my life. Started off as a back pain and quickly turned into a cough that turned into fevers, that turned into a double pneumonia that left me in the hospital for seven days gasping for air. fighting to breathe. And I'm going to be very transparent with you. And you know what? I'm at the other end of that at this point, in case you're wondering. I'm good. I am good. I am walking in my healing. And in the strength of his might. So don't you, don't you worry. 
Don't you worry. But I'm going to be honest with you. In the midst of this, I found myself on one particular night while in the hospital alone. Hardest thing me and my wife have done because she wanted to be there. She couldn't. And I wanted somebody to be there. And he couldn't. And I found myself on this particular night, a few days into this, choking. Hitting a call button and nobody coming to my room. Coughing, choking, gasping for air. And in that moment, and, and, and I had a YouTube video playing in the background from a guy named, a guy named Barry Bennett who had been going through some stuff, overcome some challenges physically and had a few near-death experiences and God brought him through. And I had that playing in the background, but I was just choking, so I couldn't really hear it. And then in that moment, I found myself having, putting some really tough questions before God. They weren't tough for him, they were tough for me. And saying, God, why can't this just, this just stop right now? God, why am I going through this? God, what did I do and what can I do to change this? And in that moment, I felt so helpless. And I'm going to be honest with you, I felt like I couldn't go on. And it was at that very moment that I became keenly aware of the voice of this speaker in this video. And he began to speak about the most recent bout that he had had about a year and a half ago. And he found himself saying, God, what can I do? And in that moment, he says that the Holy Spirit ministered to him, reminded him of scripture, and told him, I'm still here, and I'm still working. And in that moment, the word of God began to rise up in me. And I was reminded of Romans 8.28 that says to you and I that God works out all things for the good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I began to remember that the scripture declares that when we are unfaithful, God remains faithful. And I began to remember what the scripture declares, that I am more than a conqueror. And let me tell you what happened in that moment. My lungs opened and I began to breathe the life-giving word of God. I stand here today before you breathing alive and well strong and capable because we serve a mighty God and we stand in the power of his might and strength I'm telling you be courageous I'm telling you be strong I'm telling you stand fight face it you win Listen, the truth is that if you and I are not courageous enough to face the obstacles in front of you, you will never accomplish what God has ahead for you. I'm going to say that again. You need to write this down. If you're not courageous enough to face the obstacles in front of you, 
you will never accomplish what God has ahead for you. Be brave. Face it. You win. That's God's promise. The next point I want to leave you with here today is that a bend, in the, a bend of the road is not the end of the road unless you fail to make the turn. I'm going to say that again. You need to write that down. A bend in the road, a bend of the road is not the end of the road unless you fail to make the turn. Let's just address the elephant in the room. Trials in life can be very scary. Oh, don't be fooled. I felt fear. I had to face it. Trials in life can be scary. You know why? Because they bring us face to face with uncertainty. When we're in the midst of trials, what we're looking for is the solution, the details. We want to see past the trial and get to the solution. We want to get to that point of view. We look for that. But you know, life is one big obstacle course. It is. You just don't know what to expect and what the details are in the face of trials. And what I need you to understand is this. While you and I don't see it, God does. God knows better than you and I. God has access because he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He worked in your yesterdays, he's working in your todays, and he's already worked out your tomorrows. So listen to what Hebrews 11.1 1 and 2 Corinthians 5.17 say. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for. See, our faith isn't to see in the now. Our faith is our battle-ready tool to see into tomorrow that we can only see when we look to God. And so now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, For we live by faith, not by sight. Our faith works by confidence and a complete trust that when we can't see, God sees us, God loves us, and he is faithful to uplift us despite the trial we are in. So let me speak to your heart. No matter what you are facing, God is right there with you. He sees what you don't. So put your trust in his ability to help you with the details that you can't yet see. Amen? Amen? Come on now, we could do better than that. Amen. The scripture records in Daniel chapter 3 the experience of three young Hebrew men. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the scripture says that these young men found themselves in a really serious trial. It was a life-threatening situation. You see, the king had made a decree that everyone was to worship his God. And these young men decided, we can't do that. We trust and believe only in God, the one and true God. And so they faced a dilemma. The king 
who had these young men in his royal court serving him and serving the kingdom. These young men, he challenged them. He said to them, I'm going to give you an opportunity to bow down. And if you don't, I'm throwing you into a fiery furnace. These young men who were honorable said, oh, great and mighty king, we can't do that. We will not do that. So you go ahead and throw us into the furnace. And if God delivers us, we thank him. But if he doesn't, we still trust in him and will not compromise. Now, here's what we come to understand by their reply. That these young men had to make a choice. They had to face this obstacle. They understood there's a possibility we could die. But here's what they also understood. The God that they believed them was for them. Listen closely. Though they did not see a deliverer, and they did not feel a deliverer, they trusted in the deliverer. And so the scripture says that so hot was the furnace that when the men threw them into the furnace, they died. But the scripture declares that these three men stepped into that furnace and another appeared. One that was already there. Listen, in your trials, God is present. When the fire's hot and it feels like you can't and you want to give up, he's still present. Are you hearing me, man and woman of God? Are you hearing me, child of the great king? They didn't see the solution, but they knew the one that had it. And our trust must be that God has got it covered. He's got you. See, don't miss your destination point because all you see is an obstacle. Don't do that. Put your trust in God because he knows what he is doing. I want to leave you with one last point here today. That point is this. To step into tomorrow's victories, you have to let go of today's excuses. I'm going to say that again. You might want to write this down. It'll change your life. To step into tomorrow's victories, you have to let go of today's excuses. Listen, Benaiah had real obstacles before him. He had real obstacles. He really did go up against Moab's two greatest champions. He really did go into a lion's lair, into its territory, and kill it. He really did have to stand up to a mighty Egyptian that was more well-equipped than him and battle-ready. But to do that, notice what we see from the scriptures. Benaiah did not have excuses why he couldn't overcome. What Benaiah had was great faith. Let me ask you a question in the face of life's trials. Let God get close and personal to your heart right now. How will you choose to face the trials of life from this point forward? Will you defer to excuses?
or will you look to God and move forward in faith? Listen, the Bible records a time when Moses came face to face with his destiny. He found himself in a life-defining moment. Moses was face to face with God. God was speaking to him. And Moses was about to step into God's plan for his life. Let's look at the scriptures and see what we can learn from this moment. Starting at Exodus chapter 4, verse 10, it says, But Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant. He's looking at his past, and he's looking at his present, and he's saying, I'm not good enough. And in that moment, he says, But I am slow of speech and of tongue. In other words, I can't do what you're calling me to do. Verse 11, the Lord said to him, who has made his mouth? <laughs> who gave you the ability that I'm calling you to use? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is I, says the Lord, now therefore go. Somebody needs to take that to heart, that word right now. Go. Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. But he said, oh, my Lord, please, say someone else. I can't. I want you to consider something. That like Moses, some of us can reach, we can all reach the point of almost missing the plans that God has for our lives. Because we focus on our excuses. What's the story you keep telling yourself in the face of trials? Where do you go in your belief? See, excuses are the path to missing your God-given destiny. I need to say that again. Excuses are the path to missing your God-given destiny. You need to leave that up on the screen. I need you to think about that. I need you to ponder that. Because I don't want you to miss what God has for you. And God doesn't want you to miss it. Listen closely. If you and I are to be courageous and live a life in victory. It doesn't mean challenges don't come. It just means that you walk in your God-given you overcome them. If we're to face those challenges, if we're to be courageous, we must get past. We have to get past Maybe your tendency is to look at the negative in everything. Maybe you pride yourself on being in control and having to know the details before you make a move. That's not faith at all, by the way. 
Maybe you're just scared. Hey, there's no condemnation in that. No judgment. Let's just face the facts. Let's face reality for some of us. Whatever your current approach is to your obstacles before you, if you're to face them and overcome from this point forward, listen closely. You have to identify and eliminate your excuses. A few years ago, I came across a study that was done somewhere in the world using lab rats. And what they did with these rats was they put them in some sort of maze-type obstacle course. These rats are running all around, and so what these scientists did was they began to put barriers in front of them and to kind of get the rats to try and overcome what was placed in front of them. Well, rats by design, by nature, will resist obstacles. Their solution to obstacles is to retreat, to back up. But something interesting happened in this study. There came a point where there nowhere else the rat could go. And when that rat found itself in or the obstacle in front of it and what was behind it, the rat did what it could only do. It realized, I have to fight. And at that point, the rat advanced. Why do I share that with you? Because when we accept our identity as more than conquerors, according to what the scripture declares, when we accept that and we stop with the excuses, guess what rises? Let's go ahead and stand up with me. What rises is your faith. What rises is your trust in God. What rises is the mighty warrior within you. What rises is the champion that you have been predestined to be in life. Come on and give God some praise in this house today. Come on and thank God that he has designed you and made you anew in Christ to win in life. Never mind that the obstacles... You are a mighty warrior, and you will win. Step into God-given destiny. Be all that God has created you to be. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here at Church of the Bridge today. I pray that you had a personal encounter with God, that he spoke to you powerfully, and that he met you at your place of need with this message. I also want to encourage you to go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube page. By doing so, you'll be able to check out past messages, uh, past events that we've done. You'll also be able to see what's happening now and those things that are to come. And lastly, I'd like to invite you to join with us in all that God is doing with your giving. Feel free to do so on our website. Again, thank you again for joining us, and I can't wait to connect with you next week.